So today is one of those days, because this Thursday is my birthday. Oh, dear. That means I'm 32. I'm going to be an old granny. 32-year-old granny. So it's kind of funny. I was worrying so much last week about this topic, because I don't usually worry about this topic. Like, I was talking with one of my friends. She said she only has ever met one woman in her life who actually doesn't care what she, about her looks and appearance and all those kinds of things. And she doesn't have any ounce of vanity in her. And I kind of took some pride in feeling like I was one of those people at some point in my life. Maybe after I, like, graduated from high school. Because I was one of those people that had, like, hundreds of pairs of shoes and, like, so many different outfits. And it took me, like, two to three hours to get ready every morning. Because I had to get my hair the right way and the makeup and the clothes. And had to be a certain height and, like, width and all of these kinds of things. And it had to sparkle the right way and all of these kinds of things. And it was just, like, so tedious. And then after I graduated, I was like, I'm kind of done. I kind of just wanted to be like a frumpy sister missionary. And I'm okay with that. Like, uh, But then I kind of turned from frumpy to like homeless. <laughs> so that, that was kind of like my style for a while. And, and I was kind of okay with that because I was like, I'm just going to be studying at institute. I'm totally fine. Like I can just sit in these like track pants and like... Crew, crew cut like uh, service shirt and I'm good to go and so I'm like yep yeah like let's do this and so I just did that for a while and then after a little while I was like you know maybe I'll get married one day though and maybe if I'm gonna get married maybe I'll just like at least dress like okay for like church or something right so then I'm like yeah okay yeah I could do that like I can I can dress nice for church like I can do that and so you know I would do that but and then over time I just kind of like kind of opened up again to the whole idea of just like dressing nice because I think it was like after probably I met my husband that I was like oh I met this person that really thinks I'm beautiful somehow like in all my frump and I'm just like well, if he thinks I'm beautiful, I wonder if I am. And then I just kind of like started wearing a little bit more makeup and like just like kind of, I don't know, just being a little bit more mindful of like having clothes that were a little bit more, um, just like more flattering towards like who I was and what I had to offer and all these kinds of things, right? And so I was like, it was kind of interesting how that kind of switched a little. And then... um yeah, and then as we got married and everything, it it never became like this all-consuming thing much more ever again, except like, you know, I did study some things recently that that really explained like the whole color coding of like what colors look best on certain types of energy in certain people, as well as different textures and, and different shapes and those kinds of things. So that was like a really fascinating kind of a study. So I really appreciated those kinds of things. Um, and it's interesting that I only did that like a couple years back because here I was again, just like I had to send over a bio and a picture over to this one group of people because they were in the process of helping me just like put that on their website so that other people could choose between me and other teachers, um, for their course schedule for the coming up year. And, and it was nerve wracking. 
like over the top nerve-wracking like I was just so like distraught about it all I was like I just feel so uncomfortable feeling like I'm up against uh, like this panel of other people and I, it's like this competition in some ways um and it's all gonna be judged on like a picture and a paragraph and I'm like ooh, like this just feels so weird I'm like I just don't feel like this is my thing I just feel like I don't know. I was just feeling so awkward about it. And so I was talking with my little group of friends. I was just like, ah, this is how I'm feeling. I feel so silly. And ah, and, and it was so sweet because they were so kind to me. And they were just so kind. They were just showering me with so many stories. And I was so glad that it was kind of a story share kind of experience. Because I didn't want it to turn into this thing where they all kind of had to tell me things. Like uh, what they felt like would be flattering to for me to hear. So that I could feel like confidence from them about, you know, all those kinds of feelings. I was like, no, I'm not really looking for like compliments. I'm just looking for life experience. Like what? did you go through so that you could overcome this personal body image thing for yourself? Like, cause I'm seriously not good at this. Like, and it was just so sweet to just hear their personal experiences and just to gain from that and be like, oh, okay, like this is a thing. Like everybody has to go through this rite of passage of womanhood to come into this happy place within themselves to really honestly believe in the beauty that they possess you know, like, that's just an honest fact, because, like, honestly, like, now personally, I know, like, I'm a daughter of Eve, right? Like, I'm a daughter of a heavenly king, a heavenly father, and I'm created in their image, right? Like, and, and, you know, and then after all of that was said and done, I was so glad to just, like, reply and be like, hey, I'm so glad that you helped participate in this process with me, so that I could just get into this space and be like, oh, no, this is true. Like, I see the beauty in every single person that I meet. And whether or not I see it in myself yet, I need to believe that it's actually still there though. You know, I need to act as if it is and just move on, move on, right? And so that was healthy for me to be like, I don't necessarily need to see the beauty in myself. I don't need to be that person that's just vain and be like, you know, just constantly doing that kind of thing. Um, but, but not to say it's a bad thing either. Like there's some people out there that literally swear by this process they call the mirror work where they basically say, I love you to themselves in their mirror. Like, I don't know how many times in like a day or whatever, but like it literally heals them from certain illness type things. And I'm just like, wow, that is almost epic, right? Like that's pretty cool. Um, but like for me, I'm like, yeah, like I can at least believe it. And then we can just move on at this point, right? And I'm like, yeah, I can feel okay about that. Like, sweet. Okay, sweet. Let's do that. And then it was kind of funny because I opened the next chapter in my book um, that I'm reading right now, like one of my favorite books. And I was so glad for it because I had no idea it was about this topic. And so it was just so sweet because like the author here, she speaks to women and like, and, and she always uses weight um, like weight gain and those kinds of things, not to talk about weight in itself, but she uses weight and like in it, um, insecurity kind of synonymously. And so it's really interesting to see her take on, um, how she sees weight and all of these things. And I just loved it so much. Like uh, even the first segue, right? Like she just says like, how much did Amelia Earhart weigh? How much did Rosa Parks weigh? 
How much did Helen Keller weigh? The truth is we don't know, and it doesn't matter. Their body structure had nothing to do with their significant contributions to the world, and yet for many of us, the size and appearance of our bodies have the monopoly on our time and concern. I'm not talking about a focus on being healthy. I'm talking about an unhealthy focus on looking a certain way. One thing I've learned over the years is that this struggle has less to do with what we look like and a lot more to do with what we think we should look like. Expectations strike again. And when our appearance doesn't match our definition of beauty, for whatever reason, then unhappiness, self-dislike, and even self-abuse can occur. This is something I personally have struggled with in particular. My weight more and more aptly put the way I saw my weight. And so then that's on like chapter six, wait a minute. Holy smokes. Like, honestly... Like, she said it straight on. I loved how she gave those examples of, um, oh yeah, this is by Michelle Wilson in her Leaning on Jesus book. Sweetest book ever. Holy smokes. And and I'm just, I love how she hit it bang on. She hit, said those people, and she gave them their, like, you know, like, it's legit. It's like, you never think about those things when you hear their stories. You don't think about their weight and things you're like no you're like what did they do like tell me the story tell me their life story right I'm like yeah of course I love that so much um and then I just love her little like sweet little just like you know on page 72 she's like hear me my female friends you are beautiful you are useful you are needed the savior doesn't want you to look or act like you did when you were 20 A certain dress size has never been, nor ever will be, a prerequisite for heaven, but gratitude, humility, and reverence for what he's given us are. You are a daughter of God with the capacity to love people, including yourself. And then I just love that other part she says, it's like, and she quotes Mark Mark 8, 36. She's like, remember you are more than your body. You are the soul inside the body. The Lord has invested in your soul, not your outfit. He said, for what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? What shall it profit a woman if she looks like a supermodel outside and then loses sight of who she is inside? And so I just think that is just so much fun. Um, I'm so glad for people in this world who have put, you know, like who have taken the time to study things, study it out in their heart. And taking the time to regurgitate it into their own words, into some kind of a product form, and then feel like the audacity and the rightful audacity to then share it further with other people as their own testimony, their own version, their own reviewed experience, life experience of taking in not just their studies, but their whole life experience, and then putting it out there. I just think that's a beautiful thing, right? I just think it's beautiful. I'm absolutely smitten that there's people that have done this over and over and over and over again. And and it just makes me so happy that they're willing to do it. Um, like there was a time there for like the last week where I was just feeling super weak in every way possible. You know, like whether it was um, emotionally weak because I was just feeling super accused for things that I wasn't necessarily doing, right? Um, And then just like feeling super like uncomfortable and super like, I don't know, just like fearful about things that were just not my, my situation, my deal, right? It's like sometimes I wonder to myself why I'm going through like a, a hard experience 
And then I have to think like, no, it's like, it's not my deal. It's like somebody else is processing what they're processing right now. And it just so happens because I'm a sensitive soul that I'm picking up on all of the junk that they're processing through. And because I'm picking up on it, it's like, I, I do, I get sympathy pains with how sick other people feel about different things. And so I feel sick with them, right? And so then I was, you know, like I was just like stomach hurting all day, like all night on Sunday, all day Monday. Tuesday I had some kind of a rest, thankfully, so I could like put in some potatoes in my garden, right? Like that was probably just my saving grace there. And then Wednesday I was like back at it, just like, just in bed. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right? Today's Monday, I try to go out a little bit and I'm like, I make it to the bathroom, but then I'm just like, I need to go back to my bed. Like, like I have all these dreams of like having this like pristine house that is just home designed and just absolutely tidy and neat and everything. And, and that, that I have some part in being able to make that kind of grand, beautiful, temple-like kind of experience, right? And then I'm like, and I need to go back to bed, right? Because I'm like just not in that right season right now to do that because I'm like barely functional right now. Like it's pretty much a miracle that I've been able to talk for the last 10 minutes here without just like passing out and being like, and breathe. (laughs) So I just, yeah, I'm just feeling so thankful that... Like that was the part that was next in my book for me to read, which was just so, 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 so exactly what I needed to hear. And then I got to read like a couple more chapters after that, which were just so bang on and exactly what I needed to hear. Like it's a miracle I even got through two chapters this week. Um, I didn't get through doing anything else. I was just laying there. I could barely scan a page at all. But anyways, like I've been praying to Heavenly Father and just getting into this space of being like, what does he want me to do? I really love this prayer process, but my friend, I like I like calling everyone my friend. Really, it's Michelle Wilson, the author of this book, um, this Leading on Jesus. And, and I just love it because she goes through this very simple process for a person to just totally understand clear as clear what does that mean to pray, right? Like, what does it mean to just draw closer to Heavenly Father? And, and what does that look like, right? And she just gives like simple steps. It's just the best. It's like, she's like, like on page 61. It's like, ask them. Like, ask, like, like, for me, I'm praying to Heavenly Father. And so I need to ask them, like, what do you want me to do? Right? Like, and then, and then, then listen, right? And then like, do what you think they're asking me to do. Okay. And then, and then she's just so great. She has little steps in there to be like, yeah, and be okay that you're not perfect kind of thing. And then, yeah. And that's pretty much it, right? Like, and I'm just like, what? You're just the best. Thank you. Thank you for just spelling it out. And then so I was like praying this weekend. I'm like, Heavenly Father, please help me because I'm just still feeling a little distraught. I'm still feeling like, what do I do moving forward? And I I was so thankful that I was like, you know what? Just read the Book of Mormon and you're going to figure it out. And I was so grateful for that clarity and be like, oh yeah, 
Because there's some stories in this Book of Mormon that just really lay it out for me in a way that no other book, no other historical account of any other people gives it to me straight up of what is their personal experience of putting the highest priority of their lives pretty much on like having a strong relationship with their Heavenly Father, a strong relationship with their immediate family, and then a strong um, honorship connected with them taking good care of their family history records, right? Like that's, that's it. That's their life, right? Like there's several times in this, in this history account of these people where they're living in a certain way in a certain community and then they get this revelation and be like, oh, go and live in the wilderness for, just go, right? Just go, right? And then other times they're like, oh, go and live in these barges, like, and you know, like you're going to be led to where you need to go. And you know, like I used to read these stories and be like, oh yeah, like that sounds pretty extreme, but that's okay. That's kind of like the miracles in the Bible, like parting the Red Sea and all this kind of stuff. Like there's just some pretty cool stuff that happened to these people that have faith, like no big deal. And then here I am living pandemic life and I'm like, no guys, you totally legit did this. Like, I don't know how you did because you were real people and you had to have enough faith to go inside those barges and stay in those barges. Or like you had to have enough faith to pack up your stuff and literally live in this wilderness. And like you just had your own family members. Like there was no friends, no distractions, no nothing. And I'm just like, I'm just completely, absolutely inspired by their constant willingness to do what they were asked to do and to do it with such a good attitude. You know, and, and, and I also really love that there's one story in here, not one story, there's several stories in here where you see the opposite too. You don't just get to see the story of all the people that chose the, the good part. You get to hear the story of what happened to the people that didn't. And I love the balancing effect of both of those stories and you get to see the full circle. So I'm just so smitten to read it this time. Usually I have the French Book of Mormon with me just to help me stay motivated. But I feel like I have enough motivation these days to be like, I'm just going to read the English and I'm good, right? Like, sweet. Like, let's just do this. I'm just like so smitten. Like, and I had like no idea um, how much is covered in such a short time. Like seriously, I just like skimmed over the first five chapters and already like this family is inspired to go and leave to the wilderness um, so that they can just be going in the right direction to keep their family safe and strong and their generations forward to be preserved. And then they're inspired to go and get these plates, get go go back and get their family history because they didn't get it the first time and and then and they bring it back and then they have a nice old family scripture study experience with their family history and they have a wonderful time just reviewing all these stories and and having their own record of that because it is their stories like they they legit are those are their records right like and so it's just so fascinating to see how like in the first five chapters that's already happened and I'm just like so inspired by this book. I just love it so much. And I feel like it's like it's written just for me. And I'm so excited to just read it. 
and have a great time.